Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Liberate Yourself podcast. For a couple years now, I've been gathering guests to discuss all matters of cultivating personal sovereignty in these transitional times, and now the aim of this project is becoming more clear than ever. I'm recording this on April 5th, 2020, as we are in the midst of what I like to think of as a huge reset button for society. We are globally in retreat in our homes to lessen the spread of the coronavirus, and with many opinions out there around what may be actually happening, This is not the place where we are attempting to give answers, but instead open a conversation from both a mystical and practical level. I couldn't think of a better way to do this than having on my deeply wise and inspirational friends from all over the world. Ali, Candace, Stephen, and I have been regularly meeting for mastermind calls for around a year now, where we can decompress and discuss the current energies astrologically and otherwise. This time I felt it necessary to hit record midway through our conversation because I feel many people can benefit from the contemplations we bring up as you go through your own experience at this time. The aim of the podcast has always been to help people not feel alone in their awakening and self-work, and these conversations are needed now more than ever as we are collectively exploring our inner world for guidance and personal truths. A quick rundown of my cohorts. Ali is a brilliant astrologer from Transylvania who you can find on Transmission 9 of this podcast. Stephen is a visionary artist of anthropocosm who hails from Dublin, Ireland, and was on Transmission 12. And Candace is a profoundly expressive photographer, artist, and evolutionary astrologer based in Melbourne, Australia, and we will be releasing a podcast with her very soon. I always find our conversations expansive and poignant because we get to share our experiences of life from completely different parts of the world, yet we resonate on a level that is profoundly familiar. If you're not already, I highly encourage you to do the same with people you resonate with online. We have this beautiful tool of connection that helps us come together and collaborate on the big ideas that will move humanity forward along a positive trajectory. In this conversation, we discuss our current reality and the monumental shifts occurring from a progressive, spiritual, yet practical point of view. We undulate between themes of not being in the past, yet not quite in the future this year, our symbiosis with technology and how it is maturing along with us, and the role of true sovereignty as we move forward into that great unknown. You can find all the links to connect with my guests yourself in the show notes, and I know you will take away many nuggets of wisdom from this conversation. So without further ado, let's get to it. And what I keep reminding myself is that no one knows. Like we we can't even make plans the same way because no one knows anything. That's part of where like I've been allaying certain, is that the right word? Uh, certain fears. Mm-hmm. You know, if people are afraid of paying their rent or finding a job or whatever. It's like you're, everybody's going through it. Your landlord isn't going to evict you on April 2nd. Like it's just not going to happen. We're in totally different, a totally different place where nobody knows anything or 
basically what's going to happen is what I mean by that. Like it's, it's super unknown. And there is, there's this certain like forced surrender to that. Right. Have you guys been feeling something like that as well? It's like the, the need to that sort of beta mind, like scrambling to, you know, control is just not um, applicable here. Like we can make plans, but they have to remain loose, you know? Mm-hmm. There, there's something really nurturing and caring about that. It's almost like kind of letting go into the void, letting go into the feminine immensely. It's like she's here. <laughs> that that energy is is here and sort of teaching us to know, be still, know, just feel. You know, you don't have to act like you, and it's, it's in this good balance. It's like you act at certain times, you rest at certain times and receive. I've, I've felt this epic feeling of just receiving in so many ways. Definitely. Yeah. It's a little bit of what you're saying, Trista, but also Ollie, it's a case of, I make the decision. I point myself in the direction I'm focused. There's no distractions. And then there we go. It's, it's a receiving, there's, there's nothing else to it. And even in the small moments that I've had of, well, that's the thing. I don't even believe I've really fallen out of trust at any point, but potentially when emotions are a little bit more volatile, um, which I'm no stranger to, even in that it's, yeah, it is. It is. It's that being held and nurtured and just knowing that, there's nowhere else to go there's there's only being held by this sense of something larger and then within that is yourself and eventually you just have to yeah you just have to to be with it and the moment of of knowing that you're present with everything that you are it just shifts so quickly yeah, it's been really beautiful in that way. It's, uh, it's I, I want to say, to say something about these times as well, because uh, like we've talked, all, all of us four, we, don't, we aren't exactly where we want to be at all, but we're shifting towards something. And that's, again, a weird archetype of Capricorn and pan as an entity mm. so pan always manifests in the in-between you know panic is comes from the moments you've been in the woods and you know the haunted woods and you come across something and your skin crawls and you just have the most overwhelming sense of dread i know i'm going a bit paranormal but it's just when you feel this environments that your normal consciousness doesn't always come across with you're in the you're in the liminal space Mm. so pan always manifests when collectively or personally we are all in that space of not being in the past but not being in the future so pandemic panic pandemonium pan is here with us right now and like trista you know communing with other channels now is the time to really if you want a conversation with those things you know 
you can get some inspiration from it. But you know, be wary because Pan talks in half truths and half lies because it's more of a mm. Joker trickster archetype as well. But it's here with us. Death, Pan, Plague, everything. But it I'm just thinking of that Uranus and Taurus and how it's all supporting this. It's not in opposition, it's not in square. It's all somehow something is happening that doesn't let reality completely crumble on itself. Mm. And those sextiles to Neptune in Pisces. I mean, yes, it makes things very viral and nothing, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Everything's a catch 22 in our lives. It's really annoying for a Virgo like me. Other than that, I just want to, even in the darkest of times, remember that I don't want to sound again insensitive or anything, but it, it could have been so much worse than it is, even if it's completely tragic. And I saw some stories online that they are just well. Now we're tested to to see how we face transition, you know. And this is important because this is where reality is made. How we perceive things will make the new reality. So it's important to have a healthy mindset, healthy emotional, grounded space to to get through all of this because we are creating the new reality now. That's why I'm so grateful for all of all of the planets going into Aquarius like immediately and going into air signs because you know I really do feel like we are mapping out things we do that with our mind through the the sanctity and the creative spirit of the human mind you know that's what I feel Aquarius is really indicative of and and really illustrative of is that ability, you know, I've been saying it a lot in my forecasts and everything, but it just feels, you know, traditionally Saturn rules Capricorn and Aquarius. Capricorn would be what's inside the walls, what's already well-founded. Aquarius would be what is outside the walls, what is outside and, and not known, the unknown mm. territory. And we map that out with our mind and that then begins to crystallize, right? So with Saturn there, I mean thank God, like we can bring, I feel like we can bring form to, you know, those imaginings that we have and the, the structures that we want going forward now that the other ones are crumbling. And it's, yeah, it's not like absolute destitution. It's not desecration of everything. And then you have to start, it's not that heavy even. I don't know about you guys, but here in the States, yes, it, there's, there's fear there, you know, there's uncertainty, etc. But I also feel, I, I feel very, like it's a very natural progression or transition into the new because we already have the tools. We're using them right now. Someone brought up, oh, it was in the, on the astrology podcast. I think it was Kelly Surtees brought up that uh, the internet is literally having a Saturn return right now. <laughs> mm. Boom. Like there it is, you know, like that maturity and it, it's, it's just been in its infancy and growing and we've been working with it and, and nurturing it. And here we are and it's, and connecting in that way. So I'm, 
to, to speak to what you were saying, Ali, I'm just so glad that there is a lot of air this year as well, including Venus and Gemini, to help us to map out new territory going forward. Completely uh, essential. I talked with a lot of people now that we, a lot of people are forced to take their business online and move towards networking. It's like, it's not even, you can't, it's actually what your soul wants most. Mm. But your ego is like, oh, I've never done this before. What, what am I, have, what, what should I do? But it's, I'm forced into that direction. I wanted to, I really wanted to go there. But now I don't have, I don't really have a choice right now. The collective is doing its thing and I'm here and we're all forced into this funnel. It's like, yeah, it's like a birth canal. It's like the only way out is through and mm. you have to face it completely. I love the air part because connection, I want this to, and I really believe I think you guys have went to the conspiratorial parts, the dark parts of the internet, and just mm -hmm. all those things that were forever now isolated and will die alone and globalization is dead and that whatever. <laughs> but Cons I really... Conspiracy yoga, as uh, Gordon White calls it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I <exactly>. love. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I really, my heart, like, if I don't, you know, think of that and give that mm -hmm. too much, Credence, like my heart already knows that people will get more connected. Mm -hmm. We'll breach the gaps that used to be there. And the only thing I sort of fear is that there, the majority of the people will want to go back to the way things were before. But I don't think, I think it's going to be half and half, maybe. But I just want and desire to face the unknown together with you, with all of you together, you know? Mm -hmm. mm. And take this, like, this was kind of fringe before what we're doing now. And I think it's going to be much more mainstream because all of us are, what I've always loved about it is each of us are on a different continent currently. And Stephen said before how, and I love it. I can't get it out of my mind before all this happened, like how stagnant mm -hmm. things felt. Mm -hmm. I've, I, that's come up a lot for me recently. Like I'm, I, that's my fear as well, that people will, for some reason, or I should say the majority of people will want to go back to the stagnancy because it's familiar. Mm. However, I don't see that happening. What about you don't guys? Have a choice. Yeah. It's in my, I, I, it's in my own life. I can't go back how things were before on all levels, be it emotional, relational, uh, friendship-wise, career-wise. Something completely snapped, and it's like it's non-negotiable. Yeah, even when, like for me, when we were in that stagnancy, it felt like. It felt like things were never going to be the same the way they were, you know, even though we, you know, nobody, I mean, I didn't have any idea at least how quickly a change could come in the way that it has. But no, I mean, it's, it's irresistible, like, to think about the future and to try to imagine it. And of course, we, 
we have to do that. We have a responsibility to some degree, right? To mm. to be visionary. But like we've spoken about already, the, the overwhelming feeling that I have here is that we're forced to be present because nobody knows, nobody can tell what tomorrow is going to be like. And so you're either going to go mental through stress and worry or you you have to accept just being present um and of course there are gifts in that too that i'm sure we're all familiar with and we're all experiencing you know even though it's it's a crazy time you know for a lot of us it's also been beautiful and and maybe comfortable and it's been fertile right mm-hmm. we've been like preparing for this i mean like I said, even with my own work, I, I mean, for years I've been talking about certain things and saying certain things and I really didn't know why. And it didn't make any sense, especially like three, four or five years ago. But now it's starting to make sense. And I feel like us and lots of people have been preparing for this and Mm -hmm. um, have the tools, you know, I've been reading that around, hearing that around, yeah, we were being prepared for this and to help other people, even if that's just a old space, to be in service that way, to offer insight. I feel like that's what I've been doing in my readings. It's not that people are like losing their mind and need like absolute, you know, deep, soulful guidance. Like I can't go there. But what I think a lot of us offer is a different perspective, right? We All we can offer is our perspective and what we see th- through, through that, I feel like there's this beautiful way of, and maybe that's the Libran in me, but this beautiful way of mirroring that, mm. you know, the other person's experience and helping them see a different perspective of themselves, even if they're doing their own work, even if they've been doing self-work. I mean, I know I've been getting readings and, you know, getting courses and stuff like that and diving in even deeper. And I think that that's the value that anyone, even if you don't, you know, offer some kind of specific service online or whatever, but even if it's just to spread that, that perspective that, you know, we're going to, this is, we're going to be better after this, you know, forever, for whoever is willing and able to hear that. I think that that's the overall, the overarching message is, you know, that we're going to be better and we're actually building something that is going to be more conducive to who we are and, and better for humanity going forward. I mean, we stretched it to the breaking point. I was, that really came to me recently because I've been, I have been kind of driving around town, around Seattle. And I mean, it really felt like a breaking point because it was like between the traffic and the density and the building of, of new buildings. And just, it was so stretched, the capacity. And now it just flows through, you know, there's something I've been trying like not to you know, be too open with the jokes, but it's like, I kind of wanted it like this. <laughs> like I, got, I kind of wanted, you know, some space <laughs> to, mm. to breathe and to move and to flow. And of course it's, you know, that's, that's a, a joke. Hopefully it's not off color, but, um, 
I think that we all needed to pause, like big, huge reset button. And nature's gonna do that, the universe is gonna do that whenever it's needed. And, um, and we got that and I'm very grateful. Grateful for this time to like deepen the practice and to to meet with with others, and so grateful for the tools that we have, the technology that we have that we're refining. Yeah, with technology, like people feel more connected than ever. Like there's something happening through our connection with technology that we can just get so much more energy and emotions. It's adapting to our own frequencies i don't want to use that word but Mm -hmm. it's actually doing that on a quantum level so the distance the physical distance between us isn't that huge anymore people are communing through it and that's its whole purpose it's pan nature learning more about itself through technology that's the step forward you know Totally. Reality didn't have Twitter before, didn't have Zoom before. Now mm. it does. Wants to play with it further. Let's see where it can take us. Yeah, I've had this feeling for years that technology was like a manifestation of consciousness itself. I still don't really have the the proper words for it, but there there's something about yeah how the way that I mean the internet and and digital technology works it's its own neural network just like our neural network functions just like nature like it makes complete sense that it would be this gift for us right now and something that came up for me a lot was we won't be location dependent anymore that is something that was so frustrating for me personally for for years now is the fact that oh you have to live in a certain place that maybe you don't want to in order to go to the job that maybe you halfway like, maybe you you do, but even so, you can't choose to just live in the country or live in nature if you want and still have community. So there, I I really feel that sense that we're gonna like lose that, that frustration of location dependency, I suppose. It has been interesting the the way in which I've observed maybe in potentially newer peers who are quite readily invested or looking to prepare in terms of ensuring the practicalities on the ground are taken care of. So really looking at growing food and and sustainability and then how that then directs itself back into fear of technology and so I'm really grateful personally that I have I do still have moments and maybe that's more of my earthiness and maybe that's just an adjustment period as well or even just the actual transition that we're moving through this period of being held back but not having physical contact has probably been the biggest barrier for me and the biggest personal fear that I've had come up and that's I've, I've definitely seen that reflected in in these newer peers or friends where technology has become yeah something to to mistrust but 
Yeah, I've definitely had a, a shift in perception in terms of seeing technology and seeing the internet as just a further extension of what we know Mother Earth to be. We we all are, you know, we're talking prior, Trista, about like channeling, about all of us being channels. And I it's still that still extends throughout the internet itself and throughout technology it's no different the like the physical hardware is different the message and the connection it might feel slightly aesthetically it, it might be slightly different but it that channel is still there and i really am starting to yeah feel into that feel into what it means for this technological network to be an extension of mother earth and the cosmos itself and i mean the best example i have of that is you guys like i i didn't have a a sense of belonging until i met all three of you and that was online obviously i've never met any of you before in person and I, i and as much as i want to i also haven't had a need to yeah, I just think about how that has completely altered my life, how that came along when Uranus aspected conjunct my moon and and just how I potentially would never have, at least for some time, have stepped into myself the way that I have, even through my studies all online, all with people in the US, so community in the US. So it feels incredible to to know that, I can have this family and community um, all around me and you guys never really feel that far away anyway. Mm -hmm. I love what you bring up about working with the land again, because that's kind of part of the piece that I've been feeling too for a while. And before this all happened, I was like, how is that going to to happen because I do feel like there's going to need to be this disbursement back in across the land, Mm. you know, and you already see like there's been stories about millennials moving to smaller towns, getting out of the city and everything, because again, it's just like at this breaking point, you literally can't have a regular, I mean, you can, I suppose, but it's difficult to have a regular job and to have a home, like be able to pay the rent and like have a quality of life that, you know, you would, that's our, our birthright, I feel. Mm. And so, yeah, I, I think that we are going to go back to the earth in those ways because we do have this technology that can we can connect wherever we are and spread out our communities instead of it all being centralized in these major hubs. There's this huge pattern of decentralization that I'm just so excited about. I know I've talked about it before, but through everything, through, you know, blockchain technology and cryptocurrency, you see that, um, that concept of decentralization and yeah, I feel spreading out more and actually working with the earth in these better ways that aren't stressing resources, stressing earth, literally. I think we all know we're moving from with the the Saturn-Jupiter cycles. For the past 200 years, it's been an Earth signs um, when they come together every 20 years. And we're moving at the end of this year, we have the first Saturn-Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius and an air sign, and that will start an entire new chapter, 200-year-long chapter of air signs. 
we can really see, especially with Saturn already there, showing us in the physical how that's going to, how that grid is being put into place. And I feel like every single person is a node in that grid, you know, or a vertices or, or whatever. I don't know if I'm using the right term. In the web. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thinking yeah. of that, that whole idea of the, the internet being used in a more conscious and, and enlightening way, like in framing that in the context of um, the internet and going through its Saturn return makes a lot of sense to me. Because I am, like, I would admit to being generally adverse to technology um, and in the way that it, the way that we misuse it and the way that it shows up so much of um, our shadow. And, like, all throughout this, the past few minutes, I've been thinking about, like, David Abraham and his, his introduction to the spell of the sensuous and how he talks about there, how we need to be very careful about our relationship with technology to make sure that it doesn't become too much of us and that we don't become too much of it. But I think it's, I find it very useful to consider technology in exactly the ways that, that you guys have been doing and speaking about now, you know, and, and how they, how that can be something we can change for the better. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's part of the maturity, right? Part of its own maturity, if you're talking about it being its Saturn return, you know, there's more, there's more form being created. It's, it's becoming more mature, literally. And we're, you know, we are included in that. It's not, I don't even feel like there's too much, or there probably can't be too much separation. There's a lot in that. Anyway, I feel like as we, as we, we're at a, a good point to begin to look at it in a more mature manner. I mean, we've been in the thick of it because since we've been alive, it's for the most part, it's been in our faces. It's been in, in literally like its infancy. It's, it's growing pains, it's teenage years, it's silliness, it's, it's negative, you know, connotations. But now that we go through, I think there will be this refinement. I mean, probably the same thing happened with, you know, cities, the urban environment. I imagine like that's just kind of coming to me because you know cities weren't always a thing <laughs> there weren't always like you know lots of people gathered in one place but once that started and it was probably like a cesspool in the beginning <laughs> in certain ways but then um you know you refine that over time it's like you got to have families here you got to be safe and it needs to be productive and and again quality of life for everyone so i feel like that's that's going to be a natural progression it's it's bringing the earth back into nature mm. like some people will go towards nature and work from there because boundaries are going to be much more I, I can't say fluid that but the fluid equivalent in air air currents but on the mental plane <laughs> exactly mm. what i want to emphasize is personally in my own life, I always had a rocky relationship with technology, even if I do have really significant air that is actually ruling everything, but I have potential to have a better understanding and better quality of relationship with technology, but I just used it at a base level 
and I always soul wise was very close to raw nature and you can go rawer than Transylvania I mean it's top whatever but what I want to do is to marry science and spirit to marry modern cosmopolitan lifestyle with a sustainable relationship with nature so I really believe that all the problems quote unquote in the world will be uh, integrated with the help of technology and community in the sense that people will move further out from the city and the people who are still going to be in big cities will bring earth to themselves make cities sustainable make everything green make everything renewable that should be the way forward and i ideally hope that will be the case mm. and late stage capitalism is all about putting the individual above above every other individual and the next step would be like individuals coming together as a network as like everything is the center of like you said center of everything else not in a bastardized way of socialism or other political whatever it's just, just a new way of valuing individuality through networking that's what i want to see happening in the future and that's what we have to create each in our own life completely agree with you because it's about connection i mean we are humans we need connection we do need that social interaction and i think that in the past when you talk about oh everyone live you know in community and come together it would put a lot of people off because it can sound like oh i'm going to be enmeshed with other people especially in an individualistic society maybe that's an american thing we are so much about the freedom liberty the individual which can go you know both ways and i, I but i do feel that is going to happen as well it's going to be this balance of what is good what is good for everyone as a human like on a human level like you have your needs met you are healthy it, it, it's it's about looking at those things that are that bring quality of life to absolutely every person yet gives them the space and the freedom to be exactly live exactly how they want to like that's real freedom to me because you know servitude is not freedom either giving up most of your time and your life so that you can have the base necessities is not freedom we've stretched to the breaking point there i feel mm. so yeah ali i completely agree with you it's not this like weird socialist way of looking at it you know like we're all comrades but like actually having that freedom and coming together and working together and see approaching our economy, our livelihood, and every aspect of our daily life from that place of if everyone just has enough, what is possible, like everything is possible at that point, then the limitless potential of the human mind can really flourish. And I think that's what the Aquarian agenda is. The age of Aquarius is really about <laughs> but we're seeing it happen in our own lives, be it 
to us personally and to other people that we know there's people from mumbai you know like a person from mumbai meeting online someone from santiago moving together in boston and working for a company from singapore that's the way forward it's happening now we're the pioneers of that to make that connection more heart centered than anything else centered it's happening relational wise career wise ancestral wise on every level imaginable and it's very exciting to see mm -hmm. incredibly so i think one of the things that's surprised even me um recently is is having people express to me that they would want nothing more than to see me step into exactly who I am. And, and that's not even with, with people who are seeing me online. And I feel as if I'm presenting myself in a sense, my, my truest form, but people who know me here that I still find myself operating from this space sometimes of, Ooh, should I say that? Or feeling shame arise because I'm not owning everything that I am and everything that I'm capable of. And I've had people turn around to me in the last couple of months and say, all we want for you is to step into that, to step into who you are, because it's a joy to see. And that's something that's been coming up a lot since we had Aquarius season and we had our full moon in Leo. And I mean, that did personally affect me. And I feel, yeah, that, that to have that space and that freedom, what that really means is to show up fully as ourselves because that strengthens the strand of the web that we're in and we can't we can't hold take responsibility for our strand unless we're we're fully within ourselves and fully standing in the power of what we are uh and lighting up everyone else as we do so and people are it's so incredible and beautiful to be meeting people who who just want that they want to see everyone on an individual level be completely authentically who they are and knowing that in that space in honoring that and respecting it that we all hold each other up and we all have enough because we're all able to be the unique strand that we need to be and that's just been that's been so incredible for me to to not only witness but be told and ex have that explained to me as well that's just opened me up to a whole new level of of love and uh and friendship as well and and feelings of of unity too because yeah i guess we've been dancing around it but the entire topic of why we're here is sovereignty <laughs> i feel like this is an absolute yeah, initiation or training ground for what that really means, which is, you know, having self, being self-directed, operating according to self-authority. And that, that doesn't mean selfish. That doesn't mean having any ill will towards anyone else or harm, but it's a very loving thing. Um, it's, I think it's one of the highest forms of self-love and love for others because if you're not being yourself it's sort of dishonest you know you kind of learn that in shadow work like there's there's something really wrong with hiding 
something that you feel someone made you feel shame around or, you know, whatever it may be. That's my biggest wish is, and, and hope for everyone is that they're finding their own sense of that. There, there's sort of a, a, a twist or a different frequency or energy around, you know, individualism, which I, of course, highly praise, but then also sovereignty. Like there, there's a, a different energetic in those words. Like Ali was, was saying around, you know, late stage capitalism, hopefully it can pivot out of that energy of, you know, the isolated individual gaining what they need and more into the sovereign individual moving through humanity, community, having everything that's, that's needed, but also not looking to a very firm, like construct that, that was built without that sovereignty in mind, if that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah, Candice, what you were saying about um, experiencing people around you, just, just wanting you to be as, as wide and true and, and honest and, and brilliant as you can be. That makes me think of, um, the, you know, the archetype of, of the king, the emperor. That's, that's one of the positive aspects of that archetype is, you know, we, we tend maybe to think of the emperor as, as being more of a dictator, but that's the shadow side, right? The, the positive side of the emperor is wanting everyone in the kingdom to flourish because if if everyone in the kingdom individually flourishes then the kingdom flourishes and, and then he's a great king um, and that of course ties in with sovereignty and and the symbolism for this year too which is kind of neat very much so and i feel as if there's been a lean towards that just generally in terms of how can but it's almost there's almost a false sense of of this true sovereignty that I think we've experienced potentially up until now where in the past perhaps was the intention the intention was to make people happy within their roles in order to increase productivity now that it, that intention has shifted and I think that's, that's all that needed to happen was the intention for us to not be happy to in, increase productivity, but to be happy because the, or not even happy, but to be fulfilled. fully within oneself. Yeah. Fulfilled. Exactly. So that, that radiates out and is, is a generous source of energy to others as well. Yeah, because that has been the the goal of society, of empire, GDP, to be to be more productive, to be more profitable. And I think that we don't even, I mean, we can pontificate what is the new aim. I wouldn't even say goal, but what's the aim of of life, of humanity, of society? What are we doing here? I think that we're at a place where where everyone can begin to take back a certain you know, sense of, of personal power and ask themselves that, and that will lead us towards whatever that, that new aim is. I mean, for me, it's just a life well lived and doing, doing good things and, and progressing humanity along a positive trajectory, whatever that means for the times we do. We got really wrapped up in productivity and extraction and so I don't even, th- I, I feel like it's, it's a, 
an interesting collective pivot that exactly coming back to what we were saying, like you just choose a direction. And I think we can all individually, sovereignly choose a direction for everyone going forward. And that's how the universe operates. It doesn't have separate parts. We perceive it that way, but it doesn't have separate parts. We're all, you know, it wants to proliferate. It wants to continue to expand and create and go on. I feel like we can be, we can best serve that by doing that in our own lives going forward. I mean, it just feels like these are monumental times. Evidently, we're seeing everything happening in that stack. But I have a sense that this is all leading up to the first air conjunction in so much time. And with Jupiter and Saturn, Maybe it feels that way because it's right on my descendant, but it just, it's, it's all, we're just adjusting at the moment. Yeah. And I hope that the next thing that's going to happen, it's not going to have an ism at the end of it, you know, capitalism, communism, socialism, whatever ism. Can we just have humanity? Mm, just, just being. <laughs> yeah. That's essential. Mm-hmm. Sick of all the isms. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> definitely. Well, as usual, very enlightening conversation with all of you. So grateful. Still want to go to the more paranormal weird thing, but do it. I wanted to talk about the multiverse and how we're like another reality where (laughs) this hasn't happened. Oh, this? uh, (laughs) It's like we chose this. We chose this like pathway or whatever, like this timeline. Like we we vibrationally moved into this reality, and there's another reality where it didn't happen. And there's you know the multiverse theory, basically. It can be that. (laughs) Great. (laughs) <laughs> it's patch 22s all patch 22s i was like pseudo lamenting the fact that oh i wanted to move things forward but now i don't have a choice because this is what the collective all wants like everyone since saturn and the capricorn is like i'm tired of this i'm tired of that i want this to stop and they're like well you got it mm. yeah this is it this, you just have to say how important but so I was like, okay, now this is what the collective wants. I feel estranged from it, always feel like an alien. Not even thinking of the consensus or the underground or everything. Just, okay, humanity wants this. It's a journey for its self-discovery. Sometimes I feel like a separate passenger or a tourist. Because all of it, you're a tourist in a country and the country's in a revolution. It's like, I just wanted that tea yeah. at that cafe. You know, like, whatever, cool. <laughs> But but what if everyone thinks like that? Mm. We're all creating that. So it's all just a stupid catch-22 right now. Nobody knows exactly heads or tails from everything for another week or so maybe. But this is, this is liminality. It finds us in between past and future. And when that happens, when you're in a liminal state, other realities, creep up on you you want to see things that normally you wouldn't see you know maybe for i'll just say the consciousness 
everything's an altered trade right now. So if you want to, you know, get freaky with it a bit, just look outside. I'm just saying. <laughs> just look outside. Maybe you're going you're gonna to see some weird shit. Yeah, so strange. I mean, even just walking into a supermarket is bizarre. It's so odd because you do, you have this, uh, this very calming female voice that wants to tell you to stay away from people. It was, it's the most bizarre experience. I, I, I think I was in my house for about a week and I left and, and encountered that and then also felt the, I want to use the word frisson, like tension between strangers having this simultaneous excitement for seeing people that I had never seen before, but at the same time feeling an intense, um, like polarization, like this repulsion between actually coming anywhere like near someone. It was oh, so bizarre. And it has this cardboard, cardboard feel to it. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. Mm either like temporary or yeah, something or false or something. Maybe we're in a yeah. simulation. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not really good at this point. But it is interesting how there are, there are still elements of, you know, if you look back in history, there are elements. And we talked about this before. I think I brought up, I didn't feel like it, we knew a big change was coming but I didn't feel like it was going to be war again because we're not there in our, in our consciousness collectively, but there are a lot of similarities with wartime for sure. And of course, you know, plagues and pandemics have happened before, but yeah, the grocery store feels like a sort of standing, like a rationing not that I've ever mm -hmm. lived through it, but like, yeah, you like we have most stores, you have to like stand six feet apart in a line and they're letting a certain amount of people in or whatever in and out it's not just free flowing and many uh, things have been rationed too like only you can only get two of of items and stuff like that but anyway yeah that's kind of where i'm seeing the past and and the present and the future kind of folding in on itself it's like we we've been here before as as people as humans our ancestors and everything it's just different it's just more mod like a modern version of it where where most of us are you know, okay, most of us are safe. A lot of us are. Just good. Been so much worse. Yeah. Been so much worse. Yeah. It, it, it's it's really serious and it's very bad. And I don't no want to say it's not. I'm taking it very seriously. And I'm not trying to lose my hypochondria. I don't want my hypochondria to come back or anything. Yeah, Virgo. <laughs> I used to be very hypochondria and I'm fine now, but. It's just paranoia. Separate plague is mo the most evilest things because it's not even death. It just separates. So evil in that default sense is just things that make you separate from source even more. But that's all part of source anyhow. It's just when it manifests. Plague is just the ultimate gross, disgusting embodiment of it it's so plutonian mm. it's like so uh, yeah it's like pluto signature all over this mm. from the depths you can't see it yeah have no mm. control over it. you can't fuck with pluto you force is beyond our control and 
you can feel that happening on all levels of existence, not just on mm -hmm. planet Earth in our little corner here, but on every other level. And it's mm -hmm. not just here where the in-between is happening. It's happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Because of the felt experience of those levels, it's, uh, yeah, it's a case of, okay, well, I should probably just start with my own little space and, and play in these shadows. I know I can't control them, but I can, you know, I can, I can come to understand them and then find a sense or a source of power within that little sandbox. You know, that at least is something that feels familiar anyway. I think at least for some of us. Mm -hmm. doing the personal work so that it does have this effect. So when we begin to expand and increase our boundaries in our space, we'll be in our power and, and strength a lot better than, than we were before to go forward. For sure. I like that you bring that up. Definitely. It's, it's definitely, yeah, feeling very, I mean, like we've already said, very much like an initiation, very much like a rebirth process. Um, and what a gift, what a gift that we have this time that we are f literally forced to tune in within to, and also to get whatever galactic information is coming through that's beyond words and language, integrate all of that and bring it all together. What a gift. I, I just feel like we're, we're in a, a really benevolent holding pattern. 2020 is definitely, yeah, and, and you're right. We don't even know yet. I mean, this, this year, I, I feel you, Ali, like that, that Saturn-Jupiter conjunction and others, other aspects of the end of the year, much more will be revealed then we we can just do the best we can here and i think we're all doing a great job i think everyone is doing a wonderful job at this task <laughs> we were built for this we were made for this so definitely think so as well this time kind of feels like it's almost like a collective vision quest where the whole the whole point of that is to change the flow of time in the world to change reality and you go away, you isolate yourself, you know, you don't eat or you don't drink, but you can do that, you should do that. And you wait for, for a sign, right? some sign from spirit so that you can, you can take that information and, and create your life again, renew things. It's very 12th house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Very removed. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, I've found myself as well being an artist and having, I mean, we all do, having the love for art that we do. It's It's been this beautiful question or curiosity that I've had to revisit the idea of the visionary and really, yeah, apply interest to what I've grown up with in my own life that or what I may have spoken of or created within my own life that has led me to this point. And then now reflecting, taking this, this time, this moment now to reflect on the creations that have existed and wondering in which way, like have, have we 
manifested this through or have we predicted, have we prophesized this through our artistic creations and just being really curious about that. And it's opened up my imagination and my um, understanding of what's possible as well. Because it's and it, in terms of visionary artists, that's something that I've really been speaking of. I know with with uh, Stephen over the last year or so, and now that somehow feels more pivotal than ever. And and maybe even maybe even like we've come to a, a step where all the work that was done prior um, can be let go of now, and what it means to be visionary is, has become something else again entirely or something more present hopefully less removed from from everything but maybe that role will always be removed I'm not too sure that's such a great point along those lines I've kind of felt like less it's it's like less rebellion maybe Mm. yeah Um, uh, something like that less like working against or um being the different and maybe maybe it's more of yeah visionary like flowing with it and being more of a beacon that definitely feels like something that has shifted yeah already yeah 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 i would agree with that i think yeah there's definitely a sense of acceptance or even uh falling in love again with yeah the expression in that and the potential it has right like wider across the board Mm, like such a niche mm, like moving moving away from rebellion for because you had to or something i mean like if you look at metal or heavy metal it's always like in the places that are the most lutheran or whatever the most religious you know like that that thing (laughs) that happens you know, maybe there's not going to be so much of that friction that I, I, in a good way, I feel like it'll maybe clear the way. Cause I, I, I feel that too. I don't feel like I need to rant and rave and like try to explain what's coming through as much. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the language and the expression and the art is just sort of, it makes more sense. It's sort of more reflective of the times and, and more comfortable, free flowing and that Mm. I really love that you bring that up. There's so much there. This has been really, really therapeutic, cathartic, Mm. all of those things. Um, I think that not only us individually, but many people who will hear this probably may not even have anyone to have these conversations. So this has been really important and really, I appreciate it so much getting these i i now kind of understand why i was led to do this this podcast in the first place because i know that if people are just beginning to or if they've kind of been waking up to their own reality whatever it may be there's not always you know the support around physically so i'm i'm really grateful to all of you for helping you know, individually on our own episodes and also as a group bring these ideas and this, these contemplations, because I feel like that's, that's where we are. Nobody is saying this is what's happening, but I think that what we can bring to it, like I said, is a different perspective and a different, uh, maybe certain contemplations that can open up, expand awareness and consciousness. And that's the whole point I feel. (laughs) 
completely agree. Yeah, just falling in love with meaning and imagination and what our values are all over again, really stripping that back. And then, yeah, just having a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the best thing that we can do aside from sitting with ourselves right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thank God, I think Venus and Gemini is going to be great for that. Like we're going to have all the conversations. <laughs> yes, we are. I'm sorry. Even, yeah. I'm even though it's excited. a retrograde, you know, it's not retrograde in Aries. That was brutal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but yeah, it's, it's been brutal before in certain ways, but I think that this is going to mm. help us all like come together and Mm. help with those connections and communication and conversations um you know not to pollyanna it there's a lot of growth i'm sure but Mm. we all need to Mm. talk we all need to have a conversation we definitely need to talk yes (laughs) yeah we need (laughs) that's very very helpful very healing and that's the thing we can't really talk about this with everyone around us so we have to we're again guided to connecting with people all over the world it's important thank you so much for joining us for this important discussion today i'm sending you so much love comfort and strength to cultivate your truest sense of self and continue on into the great unknown again connect with my guests by going to the show notes and consider leaving a review in apple Podcasts to help more people find us that could benefit from these kinds of conversations As always, take care out there, guys.